0: My name is Kate McGaw. I'm the CEO of Artplight Agile. I'm a certified Scrum trainer and Agile coach. And thanks for listening into our podcast.
1: And I'm Ryan Smith. I'm a certified Scrum master and a certified product owner. And today's topic is products versus projects. And I think the reason we're talking about this today is they get used interchangeably. Oh, I'm on a project. I'm on a product, product, project, project. So we want to sort of break that down and figure out the distinctions. And then I think there's a couple other things we can throw in there to sort of distinguish it. So off the top, let's just go right at it. Kate, what do you think is the difference? What do you think a product is? Let's just start there. What do you think a product is?
0: So, and I will take the failure by before we even start this podcast, because I am one that uses them interchangeably and I I shouldn't, I should know better. So (laughs) To, to me, and it's probably easier if I do them both together. So okay, great. If, if we have a project, we've got the traditional um, sort of iron triangle, if you think about it, from project management, where our scope dictates our budget and our schedules. So if it's a two-year project we are this is the scope the client wanted it's going to take 2 years so we'll go have it delivered in 24 months we write all of our requirements up front traditionally for a project we code it we test it and then we give it to the client at the end of that whereas so when people say that that agile is failing and all our transformation didn't work in a lot of cases it's where they've tried to blend traditional waterfall projects with agile without Mm -hmm. taking into account the product bit of it. And the product bit of it says that, okay, we're going to fund our team for two years. So that's our budget and our schedule. The scope is what is flexible. Our product owner will work with our customers to make sure we're always delivering the highest value items first. So customers can change their mind. We're delivering it in iteration. So every two weeks, we're delivering a different piece of a product to our customers. So they're seeing something. If you think about it uh, like a cake, we're not serving in a traditional waterfall type project. We're delivering the sponge and then we deliver the filling and then we deliver the top layer sponge and then we put the icing on top we've got nothing we can use until the very end. In a scrum and and agile environment, when we're focusing on products, we're taking a vertical slice of that cake. So we have a small feature that we can use after a couple of weeks. So when we're thinking in terms of product, we're thinking about what is the product, what is the tangible service or software or course, or whatever that we can deliver to our customer in different iterations regularly. So a project is tends to be what we call plan driven. So our scope is what drives our budget and our schedule. But when we're talking about um, product and delivering products with an agile mindset, we're talking generally about Scrum, we're talking about it being value driven. Because our budget and our schedule are what drive the scope and the customers in the driving seat with the product owner on the scope. So a long-winded explanation for you.
1: And I got in trouble because I said to somebody, I said to a group of people, I said, I don't care. Like, I, like, I don't care what we work on in the sprint. You, I've given you that power to tell me what's important to you and what you want to put in the sprint like I'm agnostic as to the work we do and I really should have been clear I'm agnostic so if this is what you want at this time I'm totally cool with it I don't have the car up on blocks waiting for the tires to be put on I have an increment that is ready to be deployed yeah and I I should I should step back I I find a lot of times when we talk about this stuff we're talking about like we're building something brand new. It's a brand new product. We're trying to get to market or we have a customer that needs a thing. I tend to work for companies that we're a train barreling down the, the tracks hundred miles an hour and we're bolting things on to existing structures. So we're in sort of half maintenance, half sort of development, adding on those features mode. So my product teams tend to be very persistent. They own a subsection of the website. Maybe it's transactions or payment methods or, you know, the PDP, SRP pages, whatever it is, they own that part. And whether it's maintenance or it's we want to integrate with this third party or we want to build a thing. So I'm not, I usually, my experience over the last umpteen years has not been building something from scratch. For me, it's bolting things on and improving things. Yeah. So uh, that's when I when I think of a product, I'm thinking of that kind of Mm -hmm. I have this area of responsibility of this application or this website. And the team that I'm scrum mastering for is that they own that section of the website.
0: Yeah. But but I I like that. I think the key distinction is, though, you're working with your customer to identify what is the next yes. most important thing to do. And that is always changing. We can say yes. the customer can change their mind every two weeks if they want, yep. but it means we're getting real-time feedback yep. rather than waiting. Project implies we're waiting to the end to deliver something. And I think it if, if we could get the two terminologies intertwined, and to me, project something with a beginning and a middle and an end, and our product does have a beginning and a middle and an end. So there's got in, to in be-
1: In a fundamentally different way.
0: In a completely different way.
1: Yes, because the Because the,
0: the, the product end of life for the product, the difference is in a product life cycle as opposed to project, we're delivering Continually, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. in a project we're doing the 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 one and done in a lot of cases delivery. But um, and I think I think that's where the misconception comes in is the sort of well they're they're the same thing. Well, they're not right. the same thing because waterfall or traditional projects tend to be one and done. An agile project or Scrum framework it tends to be this iterative delivery.
1: Right. And I think that that's what you typically see when people talk about a project is they sort of spin it up, pull people together, hit these targets and disperse, you yeah. know, and people are like really tracking it and really watching it as opposed to like a product. It's not more leisurely, but they understand that like, if we're doing it right, we're on this two week cycle, good things will come out every two weeks and we can pivot as Stakeholders need. Yeah. You know, and I I really love that it's plan driven for a project, value driven for a product. And yeah. I, I think that value lets you sort of back off a bit because we're going to do smaller things to see what's valuable to somebody. And then if it's valuable, we'll iterate on it. If it's not, we didn't spend six months. Let's move on to other things.
0: Absolutely. And I mean that we're not just because we're talking about. Agile being value-driven doesn't mean there's no planning. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about the five mm-hmm. levels of planning that go on. Sure. Um, sure. And it, it's just, it. if we do release burn-ups and things like that, our stakeholders, our customers can see how are we tracking against our plan to deliver in this quarter, in the next quarter, and so on. So we still have the visibility. It's not like there's no plan of what we're going to deliver roughly when. But the, the thing is, as you said, it's value-driven. We can adjust the, the priority as we need to. Competitive advantage. Hey, customer says if we can get add this fe- feature in your environment. Hey, if we add this feature, we're going to get this. Okay, absolutely, we can include that in the next sprint.
1: Right. Because we're giving them, we're taking the pressure off because mm-hmm. we're only committing to that two week increment. If the business can commit and they can keep themselves on track, mm-hmm. we can be successful. But if if they want to pull us off track to do something else, everybody doesn't get upset and people don't feel like things are like, oh my God, now we're not going to plan. It's like, yeah. no, we we you've adjusted your plan and we've adjusted accordingly and it's fine. And because we're starting a new sprint, we can do this other work. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. we're all clear on this decision. yeah That's what I love about it. Okay. So we've got our product. I love it. Value driven. It's probably longer term and like, again, a bit not softer, but there's a little less pressure. Project is a very much a waterfall sort of concept, but you still see people talking about projects within Scrum. And that's when I personally try to veer them towards the next sort of complication is, is there a distinction? Should we draw draw a distinction between projects and epics?
0: Well, to, to me, a project is how we're delivering it. When we're talking about epics, an epic is a, a is an item that we are delivering. So, I mean, if we t- if we separate the word waterfall from projects, and we're looking at a project with a beginning, a middle, and an end, um, our project, if we are focusing on it from an agile delivery standpoint, we're product focused. We are going to deliver um, different parts of it as we go. Then we've got to be able to break it down into different pieces. So ask me that question again because I've gone off down a rabbit hole and lost my train. No, of no, no,
1: no, no. I think you're. I think you're right because I think this is the confusion. Because I think this is where people like scrums turn. They adopt the terminology, but not the practice. And I think what is the difference between a project and an epic? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, and I, uh, we can blame Jira for this or whomever. I think a lot of people think. And I, I personally treat them as such that really a project is, should within the Scrum framework be an epic. It is this longer term thing over multiple sprints. It's a bigger piece of work. Like for me, that it's bigger than a, a story. It's a set of stories over time. I think that that's, you're, you're making a funny face. Yeah, so you, I, you think I'm completely off base.
0: I, I, I Well, I think we have a difference of opinion. How about okay. that? To me, uh, we may have funded our team to work on the Agile project, the Agile delivery for the next two years, but Mm -hmm. we are going to release every quarter Mm -hmm. and every quarter we will deliver a product goal. And to me, our product goal is synonymous with an epic. That epic may be broken down into or will be broken down into multiple different stories, those stories will be delivered via sprints. So if we're delivering every quarter, if we're doing two-month sprint, two-week sprint, so we're delivering six sprints worth of work in that quarter, we are achieving the product goal for that release. And that product goal in a lot of organizations is synonymous with the Epic. So in our product backlog, our giant list of everything we want in our product Mm -hmm. or service we have multiple epics or product goals we have multiple user stories and a lot of times if we want to trace it back we could have an epic and multiple user stories but we we don't have to have everything tied back we just our goal our, our challenge is having a product goal right and Product Goal, remember, was new, was introduced in Scrum Guide 2020. So okay. I think a lot of people are still not familiar with the concept. And, and traditionally, an epic has just always been a giant user story, something that is too big to fit within the sprint. Because then if I was to ask you, where does, where does feature come in? Mm-hmm. Is is the, the feature is the feature the product goal? So in everyone in every organization will have different terminology for what does a feature mean for us? What is an epic? What is a product goal? What is a user? Story? And I think
1: that's that's important. I mm-hmm. think that's important because until it okay, that, that's gonna beg another question about whether we should let organizations have their own sort of understanding of these things, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of down with, but let me dial it back. I think that I am not I have not internalized product goal. I think you are right that I have not internalized product goal because I tend to be very boots on the ground. Unlike you, I'm not sort of training Mm -hmm. people time after time after. I'm sort of in my organization, embedded, trying to get people, you know, clear on their scrum practice so that they can really adjust it and then you know get to an agile mindset. Mm -hmm. And so for me, particularly in a Jira-centric world, one of the things that you sort of find is people love epics. They create mm-hmm. epics at the drop of a hat. Now, when you, and I I, I always conceive of them as, sort. Sure, it could be a feature or mm-hmm. it just could be this large body of very connected work mm-hmm. that has multiple user stories that's going over time. As a developer, like I had somebody who created an epic the other day for something that was one user story, but because they weren't a developer, they thought it was this giant thing. Mm-hmm. So they went in there they're like, well, this is obviously a giant piece of work. It's super complicated. I was like, it's actually not. It's yeah. actually really straightforward, but they sort of thought it was gonna be this big thing. So they went right to Epic. I can see a feature, you could get a feature in a single user story. Mm-hmm. You could get a feature in uh, like, I think you could get a feature within a sprint. Yep. I think there are bigger features that would take multiple sprints. Mm-hmm. And that's where I sort of come down on the epic equals project. We have to sort of keep this on track. But I, I know that I personally always push to break things down in a way that we can release them incrementally, you know, as opposed to like holding them all back and then yeah. releasing one big thing.
0: Yeah so i mean that that is is the plan is that the epic is the product goal which right. is broken down into sprints so that we could potentially release something or ship ship it potentially usable every sprint mm. but a lot of most organizations that i'm working with at the moment are doing a quarterly release mm. so for them the product goal is the epic and that's going out once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when people set, talk about the backlog, to me, if you're using the analogy of an iceberg, mm-hmm. above the surface is your next release. So mm-hmm. it has one product goal or one epic in it, and all of the stories or backlog items that need to achieve need, need to be completed to achieve that epic or that product goal. Beneath the surface. We're going to have user stories that are we need to do in the future. We also will have product goals for the future that we've not broken down into user stories yet, but they're a placeholder to remind us, don't forget to add this, this piece of functionality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our backlog, our overall product backlog can have multiple epics in it. But if we're talking about the backlog for our coming release, we're looking for one product goal um, to 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 release that all of the backlog items that would achieve that product goal.
1: Okay, so we're thinking product goal synonymous with epic. Now, again, I think this is where you and I like you're in this quarterly release. Mm-hmm. I've never worked in a quarterly release sort of environment. For me, it's either been continuous release, yeah, or two week, and then everything goes out, you know? So, so we're on like this sort of sprint schedule, two weeks we deliver, maybe they do a week of real regression testing. And then there's one giant deployment with everything once.
0: And I I love that because that means we're getting into the hands of our customer, but it doesn't (laughs) mean that Q1, we can't plan for Q1. So Q1 is our, our, we've got our product goal. Our product goal Mm for Q1 is this. Mm -hmm. um, And we are releasing every two weeks to our customers. Okay, so it's the end of of March. Did we deliver everything we needed to to achieve the product goal? Great. Okay, on to the next product goal. So whether we're calling them releases or quarters or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. it's a way to align work towards a goal.
1: Right. Right, right, and we're aligning work towards a goal. I think that's the key, yeah, no
0: that's matter what key. we call it
1: <laughs> what, no matter what we call it, we're aligning
0: yes. backlog items
1: towards a goal, yeah and 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 then that's where I sort of come in and I go, but if you want to take us off course from our quarterly plan because <laughs> we've been distracted by this bright, shiny thing, I'm fine with that, yeah, but you business, your product owner, you know, your voice of the stakeholder. You've made that choice to yeah. pivot. Totally yeah. fine with it. That's what the model is designed to handle. Yeah. And so I, because I deal with a lot of people who have really had a hard time transitioning from waterfall who are like driving to the, the but we said in quarterly planning, we were going to get this done. And I was like, I've said this before. That's a plan, not a commitment. Yeah. You, know, you might get 50%, you might get a hundred percent. I, I yeah. don't know what it is, but if the business has to, Continue to think that's valuable all the way through. Otherwise, that's fine with me. I don't. I don't really mind. Yeah. I, I just don't want the car up on blocks in the front yard unfinished.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, it, it's back to understanding that we can certainly add more items, yes. reorder the pri, reprioritize them, but it does not mean we can add more items and still meet our original yes. delivery dates. And that, to me. That. Is the key difference between project and product, because with the project we are we're tied into this 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 delivery plan mm-hmm. of we got to deliver all of this functionality on this date. Whereas when we think in terms of product, we've got that flexibility. To the customer can change their mind. We're working mm-hmm. in much shorter um, iterations and release cycles. And we're delivering much more value and we're delivering it to our customers faster Mm because in the concept of a project, there's nothing, no value to realize until the end. Whereas in a, a product environment, we're realizing value as we go through the process. In, some, in your case, every two weeks when you're releasing something uh, to, to the clients or monthly or whatever. But there is a continual delivery, ongoing delivery to the customers. So we're getting their feedback. And I think that to me is one of the key differences between product and project.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. No value realized to the end in a project. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think happens in a project is they let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah. That they get really wedded to the final design and every single feature and it's got to be perfect else we failed. And it's just like, it's still valuable to people. They don't, they're willing to forgive a lot if they're getting functionality, if they're getting things that are making their lives better, if they're getting value, they'll forgive.
0: Yeah. And if they can change their mind. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that's the key is with the with the product. Now, this requires that you have customers and stakeholders involved. If yes. you don't have anybody involved to make those value decisions, then you're going to struggle to do good agility or good scrum. Right,
1: right. And I just went through that where we had released, I had really advocated, hey, smaller is better. We don't have to build the perfect thing. Let's put out this basic feature and see how it goes and immediately the product owner was like oh my god people are going to that page we're getting customer satisfaction scores are rising Mm -hmm. and then our ux person went off and did a bunch of interviews and came back he's like oh my god people love this and i go great now we can iterate on it but we didn't spend six months building perfect every functionality under the sun like we put out a little thing We've gotten our feedback. We, they've given us some ideas of what they want. We didn't even have that on our plan. And they've kind of like a bunch of people that he interviewed had said, you know, it would be great. This would be great. Great. Let's go and build that. Yeah. And and that that's where I think it's the value driven as opposed to the plan driven. And I have to get people out of that plan driven. Yeah. Perfect yeah. is the enemy of the good. Okay. So we have our distinction between between our products and our projects. We've sort of clarified the confusion with the epics, but I I guess my final thought would be, I think it really depends on the kind of environment you're in, you know, because you conceive of how you use these a little differently. You're in a get to market and I'm in a, I am the market. I'm just trying to make things incrementally better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And in a lot of cases, as we've seen on this podcast over and over again, it's a terminology issue
1: terminology let's, issue
0: let's make sure everyone ha- in our organization has the same definition of project and product and how we want to deliver value to our customers
1: couldn't have wrapped it up any better
0: thank you for joining us so my name again is Kate McGall from Arclight Agile so feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn
1: and I'm Ryan Smith thanks a lot